0: This is Season 1, Episode 7, and we're glad you've joined us for this uh, episode today. We're coming to you live from the Tim Meyer wing of the National Office of the Christian and Missionary Alliance. He's our Vice President for Development, just in case you don't know that. And I'm Terry. I'm the Church Ministries Leader in
1: the Alliance. And I'm Alan. I'm the Church Planning Leader for the Alliance in Eastern Pennsylvania, the home of the City of Brotherly Love. Philadelphia.
0: Yes, I've noticed that brotherly love. I went to an Eagles game one time, rooted for the opposing team, and uh, had the person's hands next to me around my neck. Wow. Because my team was winning. That didn't feel like brotherly love. Uh, I'm sure they meant it in the best way possible. Okay, as long as you're sure. Well, we're going to talk about something today. It's a little bit heavy, I guess, but at the same time, it's it's an exciting topic. We're going to talk about diversity especially as it relates to diversity in leadership and uh, gets into ethnic diversity, racial
1: uh, diversity.
0: Uh, I think it's going to be an interesting
1: conversation. I think it is going to be an interesting conversation. And uh, for those of you that are listening that are not part of the Alliance, first, we want to say thank you for joining us. And we want to let you know this may sound at times like an insider conversation, but I can say with confidence uh, that in my work as a church planning leader with other denominations and networks that most are really struggling with this issue. So I encourage you to keep tuning in with us and uh, think about how this might apply in your situation. So we're going to be
0: talking with uh, Calvin Walker. Calvin's a good friend of uh, mine, good friend of Alan's. Sure is. And uh, we've had the privilege of partnering with him in ministry. He's a board of directors member for the Alliance, president's cabinet member, and most recently elected uh, district superintendent for the New York City metro area uh, in our Alliance movement. He's had a great influence on uh, worship in the Alliance because he led worship for many, many years at our national gatherings. And he's also had a great influence on uh, racial reconciliation and diversity issues within the Alliance. Most recently has been involved in starting something called the Manifold Group that we're gonna talk to him uh, about today. So we're happy to uh, welcome you as we launch into this conversation with our good friend, Calvin Walker so welcome to uh, equipping you podcast kelvin great to have you here today it's good to be here thank you for having me Uh, our our pleasure our privilege and uh, we just want to start off by saying congratulations to you you were recently elected uh, district superintendent of the metro district of the alliance and uh, we're very excited about that Uh, we're excited about you as a leader and we're excited about the fact that uh, you're the first uh, African-American district superintendent uh, to be elected uh, in the alliance as we seek to be more diverse in our leadership, want our leadership to reflect who we are as a, a movement. Just wondering how you would frame the significance of your election, the election of the first African-American district superintendent, the significance of that for the alliance and then maybe the significance of that for uh African-American leaders in the Alliance, some of whom have served very, very faithfully for decades and others for years, but uh, just frame the significance for, for us, if you would. Okay.
2: I think first, um, thinking about it in, in terms of significance for other African-American leaders who have gone before me, um, uh, I, I think of a number of people who served faithfully, who worked hard, who, um, who had a desire and a passion for uh our leadership to become more diverse and uh so i realized that um uh, i stand on their shoulders and on the doors that they have opened for for me to be able to uh to be a part of the leadership in the alliance in this capacity and so i'm grateful to them uh for their uh their diligence and their steadfastness and so I, I look at this um for through the their lens and uh just grateful for for their service and the and the ways that they've opened doors for me Amen. of course in the alliance i think um uh we've we've been wanting and desiring to see uh leadership in um in in the upper level if you will uh become more diverse and so i i I'm excited about this for not uh, more so, even for the for the future generations that come after,
0: mm.
2: who um, who might have thought, well, you know what, maybe this is not the place for me, uh, and I, I'm hoping that this this door that is open would say, yeah, it's not only a, the place for you, but uh, there's a place at the table for you. So,
1: amen. Well, we're grateful and excited for future generations too, man. I couldn't be happier to see you as a DS in the Metro district.
0: Yeah, well, um, Thank
1: you. So I'm going to ask you two questions uh, to kind of look at it from two different angles. Uh, where do you think we're making progress?
2: Okay. Um, I think we are making progress in seeing the uh, – particularly our district superintendents and our association uh, leaders, uh, our presidents and executive directors, uh, working and partnering more together together. Uh, I think, a, a deeper understanding of the fact that while we have uh, geographic and ethnically-based districts, uh, we all cover the same geographic area. We all have uh, the same heart and mind. And that is to see uh, people from all backgrounds in the Alliance uh, move forward. Uh, we all have a heart to see churches planted. We all have a heart to see uh, different people, groups within the alliance represented. And so I think we're making some progress there. I, I I love the conversations that are happening on that
1: level. That That's good news for sure. I want to look at it from the other side. Where do you think we still have a long way to go? Hmm.
2: I think we still have a long way to go in understanding uh, one another. Hmm. I still think we have a, a long way to go in understanding if I could use this the importance of lament for things of the past, and even some of the things of the present that uh, people of, of different ethnicities face and walk through. Uh, I don't think we understand the importance of what it means to um, to grieve together over some of the uh, the pains that we see in society, and how much that lament actually opens the door for future partnership. Because when we can come from a place where we say, I may not we'll have walked through what you're walking through, but I'm feeling the pain of what you're walking through with you, then trust is built. Hmm. And ah. we can have some of the tough conversations that need to be had had in order to move forward.
1: And, and as my co-host here says, trust is everything. Yeah. We don't have trust. Mm-hmm. We don't have it. Yeah. Thanks, man. I yeah. appreciate you sharing right. that.
0: So one of the things that you're involved in, Kelvin, to help us uh, raise up more diverse leaders in the Alliance, involved in this with Todd Sovine and a group of uh, other pastors and leaders in the Alliance is called the Manifold Group. Can you tell us, kind of give us a little bit of a description of what the Manifold Group is, what it's all about, and how how did it come together?
2: Okay. Uh, if you'd like, I can just read our description right off of our website, because I think it really describes uh, who we are. Uh, Manifold Group, we're a collective of church planners and lead pastors, worship pastors, um, uh, board members, uh, district uh, leaders. And we're all dedicated to identifying, uh, uh, resourcing and deploying the next 300 CNMA ethnic leaders uh, for Kingdom advancement. We want to do that in the next four years. Wow. So that's what we're bold about. Goal.
0: Bold, gold, yeah. Very bold, gold. Yeah, you know?
2: yeah. It came about out of a meeting. <laughs> we were, you know, uh, uh, about eight of us were sitting in a room, uh, eight people from different backgrounds and different generations, uh, saying, you know what, we're we're tired of talking. How do we? How do we do this? How do we make this happen? We, we, you know. We see the need, but uh, we've got to do something about it. And uh, in the midst of talking and brainstorming, uh, one of the guys, uh, Myron Pierce, just kept saying, using the word manifold, and said, "Can you imagine the manifold witness this would be?" And then he would say, "You know, can you imagine the manifold kingdom advancement that would happen because of it?" And he just the word manifold kept coming up. And so that's how the manifold group was birthed.
1: I love that name, actually. Yeah, it is really it's cool. I guess I have one question is, how did you come up with 300? What was the significance of that number?
2: Um, we said, if we're going to dream, let's dream big. Hmm. And as we prayed and as we thought through it and uh, as we asked the Lord, well, what, what would be on your heart? The number 300 came up. Wow.
1: I'm definitely praying for that. That is cool. Yeah, it is. So what are some steps you guys are taking to raise up that uh, next generation of 300 ethnic leaders
2: well the first thing we've been doing is uh visit trying to visit our colleges we have an invitation a standing invitation at nine college every year and so we went back we were there last year we're going back uh again this coming uh winter uh the second thing we're doing is trying to connect with the uh, different districts i know that uh there is a great push for the manifold group in the central district. It's ramping up here in the, in the metropolitan district. Uh, and so we're, we're looking to connect with district superintendents and district leaders to, to talk about what it is that we wanna do. And uh, we are making visits to uh, individuals uh, who have shown interest in wanting to serve in the Alliance and directing them to a website where there's an application And we have a process laid out for how we can get you involved and uh, follow up with
0: you. Great. So a bit of a follow up question, uh, Calvin, as I understand it, uh, you know, you're largely targeting uh, young people growing up in the inner city, those who are economically challenged, perhaps. So what are some of the things that the Manifold group would like to be able to provide? For some of these uh, potential or emerging leaders, uh, in order to help them develop and help to recruit them into the alliance,
2: first thing we want to provide is for those who would not have the necessary uh, background in, in biblical uh, credits and understanding. Uh, we want to provide that for them. Um, uh, what 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 we don't what we don't I think what we miss is that. A number of uh, these men and women who want to be a part of the alliance but don't have the resources to go to the traditional route of school already have the ministry skill sets and are already involved in ministry in this setting. So let's give them the skill. Let's give them the training that uh, that they're lacking in a way that makes it affordable. Uh, so that's the first thing we want to provide. Then we want to provide leadership development so that the the skill sets that they already have we can be a part of helping to build. Uh, And then we want to provide access, the the open doors to say, hey, look, here's someone who fits what you're looking for. Uh, Let's give them a chance.
0: Fantastic. So when you look down the road, 10 years, 15 years, 20 years, how will the Alliance look different as as the Lord makes uh, you and your manifold group fruitful in this dream?
2: Well, let's go on the, if I can, the district superintendent level. Ten years down the road, I hope to see the same percentage, if you will, (laughs) of uh, district superintendents who are from uh, ethnically based backgrounds that we see in the overall alliance. So that's one that's one area where I'd love to see us grow. Second, I'd I'd like to see down down the road, 10 years from now, churches who are representing in their leadership, the multicultural nature of their congregations. Our churches are becoming more and more uh, multicultural. And so we wanna say, you've got, you've got we've got leaders ready, ready to jump in, ready and prepared. Uh, let's put them in the kinds of uh, pastoral positions so that the platform represents the pew. And then third, Uh, I'd like to see 10 years from now that we don't necessarily have to go after uh, developing special tracks, if you will, for training. But it becomes such a part of our DNA and who we are that no matter who you are, no matter what background you come from, uh, there is a track already built into who we are for you to run down so that you can um, you can step into the leadership that you have and uh, the gifts and abilities that the Lord has given you can be represented
1: immediately. That's good stuff, man. I appreciate it. So, you know, you've got some good leaders in the Manifold Group with you, but what can other Alliance leaders do to help this dream become a reality?
2: Uh, first, go to our website, which is uh, themanifoldgroup.com and uh, sorry,.org. Go to themanifoldgroup.org, the and we'll put that and in the show
1: notes there, so everybody can look at that later.
2: Okay, and then you can see w- what it is that we want to do. Second, um, you know, contact one of the one of the guys who is part of the, the leading of this group, and say, where can I plug in? What what do you what do you need from me that will help you get to where you want to be? And third, if you know of some Uh, good candidates who need to tap into what the Manifold Group wants to do uh, where we can help uh, get them developed and deployed, let us know. Give us names.
1: I know our district uh, has come up with a diverse leadership residency
2: uh, Mm -hmm.
1: grant, and uh, we'd be happy to help any other districts develop that. And uh, I know so you can certainly throw us into that if you need to.
2: See, that's another thing, right? Right. What you just said, if you've got something going, let's share resources and share information because that helps in uh, you know, this is going to take a diverse effort, <laughs> uh, <laughs> different path, different paths, different people will go. And, you know, so sharing that information with one another, then gives us uh, the opportunity to work collaboratively on this.
0: Kelvin, I'm uh, confident that a lot of pastors are listening to this uh, equipping you podcast. And uh, as they observe Issues related to uh, lack of diversity, perhaps even racism, sometimes subtle racism. What what would you say to a pastor in terms of his preaching ministry as to how he might go about addressing these kinds of things with his congregation?
2: I think the first thing is to start from the perspective. uh, Well, let me back up. We are in a very politically charged nation right now, Mm -hmm. a politically divided nation right now. I think the foundation has to be. Uh, we're not addressing these issues because of politics. We're addressing these issues because of the kingdom.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: These are. This is a kingdom value that uh, that needs to be addressed, and the, the biblical mandate for uh, us to live together. In, in unity, uh, to go after issues of injustice, it's not because it's a political thing. It's a it's a biblical thing. It's a kingdom thing. So I would say pastors raising the raising the the understanding to a biblical understanding is the first thing, laying that foundation, and then not being afraid to speak out against the injustices that that are seen. Um, will it will it cost you? Yeah, it will because. Um, these are hard topics and hard subjects to address from the pulpit, but they need to be addressed nonetheless. And then, uh, when you hear and see things that are not the way that they're supposed to be in the kingdom, uh, not being afraid to say, Hey, that that's not, that's not the heart of God. And we're not going to, we're not going to allow that. And then models a different way.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Great. One of the things I really appreciate about you is that it's not just uh, talk, and it's not even just heart. I mean, you have put this into practice. You, you're coming right from the pastorate of a local church that was predominantly uh, white when you arrived, and you led that church uh, to become more diverse. What were some of the key steps there for you?
2: It had to become—the first thing, it had to become a part of our, our mission, our vision, Right, right in the writing of the mission statement, it, made, it was very clear that we were going to be a multi-generational, multicultural congregation. If it's not a part of the DNA of the congregation, uh, even before you see it, then it's going to be hard to, um, to see it come to, come to play and come to, come, to, um, come to be. So it became a part of our DNA. We made uh, key decisions when it came to leadership so that the leadership reflected who we said we wanted to be. And when we saw uh, God at work and and we saw the picture of what he called us to be starting to come to, to fruition, we called it out and we celebrated it.
1: Yeah, That's good stuff, man. I appreciate yeah. that. So
0: we have some Alliance churches in the middle of a rural area or uh, an area where there's little, if any, diversity, uh, racially at least, Maybe there are other kinds of diversity. What about that pastor who's still trying to address attitudes? Maybe maybe their church will never be diverse, but he's still trying to address attitudes that are present in so many places. Any, uh, any counsel for that, pastor?
2: I think, uh, I think being able to... Uh... Recognize, hey, we're not—you know—just call it what it is. We're not in a very diverse area. It's not like you know uh, we are representing—you uh, know—the majority of where America is right now. Um, however, because we're talking about things of the kingdom, we still can uh, develop the, right, the the heart that is reflective of of who God is for for all peoples. So that even when we're, we're not in our, our area, we see things that um, don't reflect the heart of God, we call them out. When we are here in our local community, we hear things that don't reflect the heart of God, we call them out. And we still from our place that may not be quite as diverse as other places, model in a different way. I think living it out might look different but uh, the foundation is the
0: same. Yeah, excellent. I just want to say how much I appreciate your leadership in this area, Calvin, not only through the Manifold Group in uh, in recent months, but uh, just the fact that you have been a voice right along the way that has called us to lament, as you've said, uh, those things that are not right. You've helped us see those things. You've helped us address those things. I think you've done so uh, courageously and lovingly. And I've appreciated that influence in my own life. And I know Alan would say the same thing. I think you've impacted uh, uh, way more people than than you would uh, even imagine in terms of causing us to rethink and think in different ways in regards to to diversity. And uh, hey, if we can't learn to get along and work together and partner together in the church of jesus christ where's that going to happen you know it shouldn't be that the world is modeling it to us or reminding us that we need to be this way it ought to be the church of jesus christ uh of all uh, organizations on the face of this earth that's leading the way and so i just really appreciate your voice your courage and your leadership uh in this area and want to thank you for uh, being a part of our podcast today, Equipping You podcast, and uh, you've helped us again with some, uh, some of your uh, thoughts and comments that challenge us to keep pressing forward in this whole area of diversity. So thanks so much, Kelvin. We re- re- really appreciate you.
2: Well, thank you for the opportunity and for the ability to, to serve alongside you.
1: So we're going to make sure that uh, your website for Manifold Group is in our show notes. Encourage people to go there for sure. Check it out. Interact with it. uh, Get some resources. Any last uh, steps or suggestions you have for our people on the way out?
2: Be bold and be courageous. Dealing with and addressing the issues that relate to diversity uh, its not easy, but uh, it is the kingdom.
1: Amen. Thank you, man.
0: Thank you, Calvin. God bless your ministry and Metro and Manifold uh, group and all across the Alliance. Appreciate you.
2: God bless you both. Thank you.
0: Thank you. See you later. Well, we want to thank you for joining us today on uh, episode seven, season one of Equipping You podcast. I think Calvin has uh, said some poignant words and words that we all need to consider prayerfully. And uh, diversity isn't just something about other people out in our culture. It's about us about how we relate to people. It's about the discussions that we have and our own attitudes and behaviors. So I think there's personal application for all of us in what we've heard today.
1: There sure is. And if you like what you heard today, we really encourage you to subscribe to the podcast. Uh, That helps us out a lot. And so does sharing it on social media. We would love it if you did that. Uh, We know you'd be a blessing to others and you'd really be helping us. So we'd appreciate it. Thanks a lot for joining us. We'll see you next time on Equipping
0: You Podcast. Until then, keep the faith.
1: Thank you for joining us
0: on this episode of the Equipping You podcast. If you liked this episode, please consider subscribing and rating our channel. We hope you will join us for our next episode. For more information on this podcast and other ministries of the Alliance, visit equippingyou.org.